On to NURFM, 10 past one, and we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, with Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And Sally, we've got so much to choose from going around the world, but you're going to think about travelling generally to start off with. Yes, Jane, I am. An interesting article came across my desk this week, uh, put out by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, advising consumers to book their travel and holidays through an accredited Australian travel agent. Apparently they've received 1,650 complaints already this year about travel scams with a reported $100,000 lost to these scammers. So as we've said before, you know, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. And, you know, many of the scams will promote free, complimentary, discounted deals. If it's something or someone you've never heard of, you don't know about, if it's a company you don't know, but if it's an Australian company, a travel company particularly, you can check if they're accredited through the Australian Federation of Travel Agents and make sure that you are dealing with an accredited agent. So you can look them up online, can you? Yes, well, you go onto the AFTA, Australian Federation of Travel Agents website. AFTA, just remember. AFTA. AFTA, that's the easiest thing if you can remember AFTA. But, you know, these fraudsters have been scamming people and, you know, taking money from them because they see this, oh, yeah, wonderful thing, or you've won a package and all you've got to do is buy this to get that. And, yeah, just be very, very careful. That's all we're saying because mm. it, it, is, it is a bit more um, prominent these days. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, Jane, the, the world at the moment, of course, is, is a bit, you know, confused and upset about what's happening with, with terrorism, of course. And, I was, again, I was reading an article which I thought was, was interesting and everyone has their own thoughts on this, of course. But this gentleman um, is a celebrated speaker and a business executive and entrepreneur and um, he's a growth strategist as well. But he says he believes our world has always had scary times but media saturation makes it so much worse. And he virtually says, just don't watch the nightly news for a start. <laughs> Um, and, and he said, yes, there are frightening things at the moment. And of course, you're not going to be going to Syria or, you know, Iraq. But he says, you also can't live in a cocoon or a fort. You've still got to live your life. And also, he said, not only will you rob yourself, but you'll give in to the gloom and doom of fear and live a, a pretty boring existence. So he's virtually saying, yes, be careful. Think about where you go, you know. But, and and how you go there, I suppose. And, and how you go there and where, of course. One thing he mentioned was interesting that he said uh, that he was a very nervous air traveller until he read a book about the noises that happen on aircraft, that you don't always, you know, you hear these things and wonder what they are. He said every time there was turbulence, he'd freak out. And then he discovered that turbulence is really nothing more than a car driving a road and having a little bump. So he said, I was afraid of noises. So I read about what was going on in planes. Then I learned to relax and breathe and actually enjoy it. Hmm. It's interesting, eh? But yeah, stay away from hot zones, obviously. As we said before, you care for what you eat and drink when you're away. You know, you don't do anything silly. Travel with your antibiotics or your first aid kit. You know, research your destination well before you go to know if there's any, you know, local customs you need to be aware of and be, be courteous. You know, vaccinations. And as we said, take a big deep breath. Breathe. <laughs> Often on a lot of the recorded uh, um, the um, tracks and things you can listen to on planes, they will give you hints on how to relax and how to keep your body. That's right. And supple. exercises mm. to do and all that sort of thing. And that is very important, Jane, you know, to do those little foot and hand exercises and then get up and down and, you know, shrug your shoulders and, yeah, it, it all helps. Every little bit helps. The other thing, Jane, is, is tipping. It's a bit of a, always a quandrum for a lot of people as to whether you should tip or not. Um, some countries it's actually illegal to tip, believe it or not. Um, Argentina's one of them. Um, but you, you sort of, some people will tip, but they just say, 
discretion is advised because it is not promoted over there. Um, in the US, though, as we know, low-wage earners in the service industry are reliant on tipping to balance out their income. So it really is imperative that you do tip in the US, unfortunately. Um, but even like in Romania and, and um, Japan, it's considered offensive and the tips would be refused. So again, when you start researching countries, look at that. It'll give you hints about tipping. Um, and also, as a general rule, they say tips as a sign of appreciation are expected in restaurants in the following countries, Austria, Brazil, Chile, Ireland, the Netherlands, Russia, South Africa and Turkey. Um, but Fiji, no, and again, Malaysia, no. So yeah, just a little bit of interesting bits and pieces there today. It's 20 past one and we are talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and uh, we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. Sally Lucas, we're going somewhere with a train now. Yes, um, in Canada actually, Jane, we do talk a lot about the Rocky Mountaineer, of course, that goes up into the Rockies and the Banff Lake Louise, but we've not talked much about the other rail journeys you can do in Canada and of course there's, there's quite a few particularly if you're feeling like you would like to traverse Canada and like Europe as we say like to fly these days you know it's security and so on it's much nicer so relaxing to sit back in a train and watch the vista pass you by so it's almost like going from here to, to Perth going across the, the traversing Canada so it's that same sort of distance so yeah why not do that for a change you know then you can go across and see the, that other, other side of Canada that we tend to forget about Australians generally tend to head to the Rockies and the Alaskan coast and don't move across. So it would be a nice thing to do, I think. And then once you get there, it's about um, a four-day journey, three-night journey. You can then do other journeys, though, like go up to Churchill to see the polar bears. You know, there's a rail journey you can, you can go to do up up to that area as well. Then once you're there, of course, you, you can do all sorts of tours, like you can stay at the Tundra Buggy Lodge that they have there and they take you out in those big vehicles to see the polar bears, who often come quite up close and put their stand up and put their paws on the vessel. Mm. Some of the photos I've seen are, are quite amazing and I'm sure it would be quite a wonderful experience. And in Toronto, of course, being the capital of Ontario, I mean, there's a lot to see and do there. You can duck down to Niagara Falls, of course, from there quite easily, which is something else you can do. And then they've got also quite a high or a tall building there. It's, it's world famous, the CN Tower, one of the world's tallest buildings. And apparently you can rock it to the top at 15 miles an hour. Uh, in a 58-second elevator ride. Woof. Um, yeah, so there's lots to do in it around boutiques, galleries, theatres, cafes. You know, they've got a distillery district. Um, anyway, the, the theatre, opera, symphony, anything you want, it's all there for you. But we just never talk about that side of Canada as much. And I think and then you could also go to Ottawa, of course, you know, which would be fantastic as well. And you've got that French influence, Quebec city which is lovely old cobblestone streets and all that sort of thing so yeah think of an interesting train journey across Canada for a change a nice way to get across too it is isn't it mm. and anything where you just sit back I think and just take in the scenery and relax is lovely it's lovely which you can also do when you're cruising of course which is what we're going to do next now this one here we've talked about Pandora River expeditions before and they are the people who do put back into the society in this Mekong region they have a hospital ship that goes to the remote villages as well so when you go on a, a Pandora River cruise some of your money that you are paying is going towards keeping that hospital ship running and keeping it going and buying new equipment so that's a nice thing to know that they are putting mm -hmm. something back you know, into the villages, which is great. Now, what they've got, though, for next year, they've got two special 10-night departures on the 8th and the 18th of July called the Mekong Unexplored. And what it's going to do, you're going further up the Irrawaddy. They've got a vessel that can get them into these regions that they 
weren't able to before, and you can spot the rare Irrawaddy dolphin wow. with its distinctive bulging forehead and short beak. And, of course, you're going into a, a World uh, Wildlife Unprotected Area. It's called Krati, K-R-A-T-I-E, if you want to have a look at it. And it's completely unexplored by any other um, cruise operator. So this is you're going into virgin territory virtually by going up into this area of, um, yes, the Mekong. So how, well, the Irrawaddy, actually, river. So fantastic to see that. And there's a remote... Um, 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 floating village you go to see as well that's in that area. Uh, turtles are in the river as well. So you're going to see lots of bird life, lots of local ma- uh, markets. So, yeah, and they've just got 24 suites on board, so a, ra- a ratio of two to one, a crew passenger so it's it's fantastic and everything's included um you know once you're on there of course so if you're wanting to do again something we're talking something different you know we've been talking about that today that that would be something nice to do as well and just to throw a quick one in at the end uncruise which is the company that they call it uncruise because it's not the official glam cruising if you like it it's small ship cruising they've got like paddle steamer type vessels now that they're running cruises through oregon on the columbia and snake rivers from portland so again there's something different if you're looking for something different to do. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. On to NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King.